0: And then let's pray in. And I would love if someone would pray us in. Anybody in? Jenna, can I yes. call on you?
1: Yes, of course.
0: You do that first. Thank you.
1: I was just about to volunteer. You're the best. As we come together, we hold hands and hearts, united in our desire to be that which I am, that which you are, that which we all are. We raise our hearts and voices to the heavenly host to join us in this loving endeavor, in this beautiful time together of sharing of caring of learning and of growing we thank the angels the archangels for their love for their attention for their open hands and hearts to us we thank the world Elemental kingdoms. And we thank the cosmic beings of light. Messengers to all of us. To unite us in the strength of the light. So that we may indeed, in this moment and going forward, be fully that which god created us to be the light the bright magnificent radiant light of god fully expressed in everything we will to do fully expressed in everything we think and fully expressed In everything we feel. We pray that this call may be of benefit to all of us here now. And to all those who may join later. We bow our heads. And we bend our knee to the throne of God within. And we say thank you.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was awesomely beautiful. Okay, so um I am facilitating, but let's not get that twisted. Everybody jump on in, talk. This is not a this is a seasoned group. You don't need me. Uh-huh. But I am glad to be here. And I love you all. Say good morning. Hi, this is Kathy. Hi,
2: This is Rich. Hey,
0: Rich. Hi. there. Hi Rich. Hi Kathy. Good morning.
3: This is Karen. Good morning everyone.
4: Hi, Karen.
3: Hello, Karen. This is
4: Kazi. Good morning, everyone. Hi,
1: Kazi. Kazi. Hi, Kazi. Okay. Who wants to start? Well, I have a silly question. Kazi, how did you get that name?
4: (laughs) I got it from a Peruvian professor.
1: Has it a meaning?
4: Uh, Purity of heart.
1: Ah. Isn't
4: it lovely? There there was two questions there, right? Did someone say to spell it? Is that what I heard too? Yeah, how do you spell it? It's spelled C oh. A Z I. But a
5: lot
4: of times when it's spelled that way people say it wrong. Then they say something like Cassie or something and that's not it. C A Z I. Thank you. My given name was Kathy and um that was the best thing that professor gave me because it's like there were so many Kathy's. Not that Kathy's not a good name, Kathy, so <laughs> so but there were so many that nobody knew who they were talking. You know, it was yeah. like very confusing. So it's like it just stuck. was <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: beautiful.
0: So I'll just remind everyone, um, if you have background noise, to so mute yourself out, star six. And then you can raise your hand or I'll let you know if uh, it's too loud and I'll mute you out. Bojana, well, I
5: heard you say that you had had some very deep experiences. Would you be willing to share? I'm sorry, Kathy, what did you say? Well, Bojana had mentioned that she had had some very deep, deep experiences and I was wondering if she would be Willing
6: to
1: share with us, <clears throat> well, I was afraid somebody would ask,
2: <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yes, I will i um this comes in in probably three different parts, and I'll make it as brief as possible. I separated, I believe, momentarily from the man with whom I had a relationship and which meant the world to me. And I learned how to cry. And I learned that as I was crying for the letting go of the romantic aspect of the relationship and I was sobbing, I learned that the first minute I was sobbing for the relationship and the remainder were deep sobs coming from a completely different part of me. You can
2: go ahead.
1: Come on. Are we are you still with me? Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh okay because I was hearing something else. And then I learned that there was a significant difference if I cried by myself or if I cried in one of the arms of the Ascended Masters or Angels. There was a completely different feeling and quality to it. And I felt when crying with Someone, I felt cleansed and purified, and it did not last anywhere near as long. And the following day, I knew that this had been absolutely essential in order for me to turn within to a much greater degree and with a much greater intensity to turn to my spirit, to turn to my I AM presence, to my Christ self, my higher mental body. And so the feelings of sadness and resentment were mitigated tremendously. And in the throes of of this development, I turned to books I had bought along with, from the Ascended Master's Teaching Foundation, along with the books The Seven Archangels Speak and The Seven Elohim Speak. I had also bought the 21 Lessons. These are teachings given in nineteen fifty six to a woman by the name of Geraldine Innocenti along the lines of Gay Ballard whose books whose book we is on our reading list. And once I began to read everything else fell away, I began to integrate and to understand in a way I had never understood before who I am, what I am doing. And since in the Christian tradition it is the calendar and the time of Lent, I purpose to read one full lesson a day. And I have been doing that with a hunger I have never known before. It is easing Everything within me. But sadness arose every time I spoke about the law of forgiveness. I, I began crying each time. The law, to call on the law of forgiveness. For the transgression of the law of love. For the mistakes, for all the misqualified energies and for the straying from God. I had such deep sadness within me, not only because my romantic aspect was no longer on the horizon, and I didn't get to text ten times a day and say goodnight and good morning. A depth of sorrow manifested itself that I had strayed from God. And I needed to express that, and I began having some significant discomfort again in my pancreas and One day, a few days ago oh, it must was Wednesday or Thursday, I looked at the likeness of Master Hilarion and the seven flames book, and I locked my eyes into his and I breathed deeply and I cannot begin to describe what started happening to me after that except that if you had if anyone had been watching they would have thought for sure that I was having an epileptic spell. I was thrashing around. My head was turning. My whole torso was turning quite violently. And after a while, and every time, and I was exhaling very deeply. And as I did, in my mind, I always said, bless you bless you. And after a while, there was a deeper, there came a moment of peace and I felt wiped out. And so I lay down on my bed and I took the book with me and I had it open to that page. And I fell into a deep, deep sleep of at least two hours. And when I awoke, I felt feverish, hot, and as if uh, something had moved through me. It took me a long time to kind of get back to myself, but I never really did. That was in the afternoon, and I went to bed early. I experienced a deep, deep healing, and the discomfort in my back shifted from a very localized pain to something that was spreading out. It it just, it changed completely. And the following day, I centered myself deeply in my heart, And I began using the Violet Fire meditation and felt time and again the call to center myself and stay in my heart. There was a lessening and a lessening of the discomfort and the pain sufficiently that I could go out and take a a walk, which I enjoyed doing. And this morning, I heard the words, Deep Heart. And so I said, okay, I'm being called to a deeper place within my heart. And so I descended in my mind, and visually, deeper in my heart. And before long, Everything changed. I don't know how to describe it, except to say that it seems as if a different person has risen to the surface of my consciousness. Something soft and sweet and kind and loving. Not that I wasn't some of those things, some of the time before. But this felt like a whole different entity, and it continues to stay with me. And my willingness to work with the angels has shifted so tremendously as a result of coming to understand. That their presence on earth is for us. That they evolve as they help us. That's their purpose. Their joy. Their reason for being. And that shifted everything. And I'm learning so much more about different angels. And their attributes and how they feel. But the most glorious part is when I say deep heart, I'm a different person. I am who I would like to be. And I realized that the pain in my back and the pressure were for a deep need for me to forgive myself. Not only to say the words, but to pull the forgiveness through every single one of my four bodies. And to give it time, the physical, the memory body, the mental body, and primarily the emotional body, whose element is water, and whose energy consists of most of how that part of us is configured. Most of us is emotional energy just like the earth most of it is water and how important that is to do it daily briefly but frequently every night i now lie down on my slant board and i pull out my my phone and i have a meditation read by Uh, Patricia Cota Robles in the Violet Flame Invocation and I allow it to flood me and it changes how I sleep, changes how I feel and has brought forth this wonderful being.
2: That's beautiful, thank you. It's
1: just the best.
0: That was awesome, Bojina. Thank you so much.
1: There is one thing I wanted to add, which was so important. When I realized in through my reading, the incredible love my guardian spirit has demonstrated to me for eons and eons of time and my elemental, I cried bitterly. Dear, these entities have loved us and love us every single moment. We need to turn to them and thank them with such gratitude. Such love I have never known. There is no earthly love, no romantic bond that can equal
0: I have to say that um, I, my experience is, is not the same as far as the uh, avenue of getting to that place, but I have been in the place where I know the love of God and the expansion of it all and the unbountiful glory uh, that that fills you with. And it is a mind blower. I mean, it makes me weep. It, um, there's nothing I can even describe it as. Rich, Karen, how about you?
1: Okay, I was just getting myself off mute. It's not quite as easy. out here walking
7: and maneuver all this stuff. But I was, uh, I guess I was thinking about how one has to have willingness to get to that place. And so the challenge, I mean, my challenge sometimes is to cultivate and nurture the willingness to to be there. I've certainly had that experience, though. It's a, a daily practice, I think, to, to cultivate and nurture the willingness to appreciate miracles, be present to, you, and ask for the help of angels, and
1: and that's uh that's what I'm working on. Thanks, buddy.
6: So, how does one work on it? without trying. <laughs>
2: what a great question.
6: <laughs> because, yes, <I'm> <laughs> because because, the aspiration is to receive
2: the pressure.
1: Yeah, I think... Hi, Peter.
7: Hey. Um, I, we talked in the retreat a bit about this, you know, in the sense of emptying yourself out, you know. And, uh, Regina talked about this in in a good way: Mm -hmm. the ability to be still, be quiet, empty yourself out, and be open and willing to receive. Mm -hmm. That's that's the practice. Mm
2: -hmm. And Peter,
0: you know what? What just to kind of piggyback on what Rich said, it is um, something during uh, one of the. Speakers during the conference said something that shifted for me as far as my practices. Um, I can say that in the past I have, when I've had a thought of judgment or when I've had a thought of opinions and, and all those things, I have concentrated on not having that thought, trying not to have that thought, trying to replace it with another thought, yeah. And what shifted for me is exactly piggybacking off what Rich said, is instead of trying on that thought, I don't give that thought any attention.
2: Right.
0: And that was so big of a shift for me. And, and I, I really believe that when things like this occur, a shift or a better understanding, it, it's the messenger. Um. Is on how it's received. I mean, it's like nothing that I may have not heard a thousand times before, but I just heard it differently. And I was able to get the that piece of I've been trying very hard.
1: So uh, I don't know if this is what you were re-
7: responding to, Allison, but Regina talked about that the only thing that's real is, is God and us, as, as we are God. And that uh, the only thing that gives anything else any sense of reality is if we put our energy into it. So to the extent that there's a thought that's troubling, it's not real unless we put energy into it and empower it and so forth. So that would be the issue of emptying yourself because then you don't place any of your energy, which is what gives things a sense of reality, into it. So you just be there, be present and be empty and and let things come let let God's Holy Spirit's direction come to you. That was that was meaningful to me, that sense of being still and emptying yourself out, which is probably equivalent to uh identifying and releasing limiting beliefs and blocks of love. You know, you're emptying yourself, unlearning, undoing that process and, and then being empty
1: and open and willing to Message or guidance the emptying becomes so much simpler if we pull the violet flame through each of our bodies
2: mm-hmm.
1: the forgiveness the mercy the transmutation it is effortless It is completely effortless. You can lie flat, what I've done recently, is lie flat on my bed and say to myself, I am lying on the altar and I allow the flame to pull through me. I'm just doing nothing. I'm just lying there. But I take all of me on the altar. Not only a thought, but all of me. My physical body, my mental body, my mental body, and my emotional body. I show up with all of me. Consciously. And then I let the flame do its work. That's what it's given to us to do. And it says time and again that it is mathematical precision, that it is a science, the science of alchemy, as to how it works. Moreover, once you are aware of it, it's not only a wellness to use it, but an obligation. It works. The quality of God, forgiveness and mercy. How could God be not that? It's stuffing to believe that we'll do it ourselves and let God do it, our higher self, our I am presence. Bojana,
0: well, I totally agree with you. Um, I can speak only for myself is that. As individuals at this point in our journey um, you know the oneness is the truth and that's the truth same that's always the same mm-hmm. the vehicle to hear the truth is sometimes different and like what what shifted for me when I heard what I heard like I said I, I've heard it a million times before in different ways by different teachers by different uh, books by the flames, by whatever. I heard it in a way that I could take it in and understand it.
1: And I think that
0: prior to this, I was doing everything that Jennifer would tell us to do in trying to have the same experience as Jennifer did by doing what Jennifer did and sometimes for what i what I understand now is that there's things that i I can't be Jennifer and I can't uh awaken as Jennifer awakened. I can take those tools and apply them and other tools and apply those, and something will stick, and it doesn't absolutely have to be with one certain thing it and I hope that makes sense.
6: It does very much, Allison.
0: Makes perfect sense. Thank you, Allison.
6: Mm -hmm. Because not everyone will be resident to the same. Right. To the same voice of God. We all hear God in the way that we do. Because God individuates through each and every one of us.
4: Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. That's very helpful.
6: It's the one God. Obvious. It's one source. We have a single creator
2: who's individuated in infinity, and in
6: the infinity, there's a infinite number of avenues back home. And
1: the vilest flame is certainly one. So Jennifer herself
7: says, uh, You'll know if it's right for you. <laughs> she always says that. And so that's what we have to do. Try out different things, and we'll know when whatever mm-hmm. it is is right for us. Fuck away.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true.
5: And I know for myself, something that might work one day, the next day doesn't work at all. And so I ask for guidance of what what would be helpful for the what would be helpful, because like I said, something would work, and I think, oh, this is it. <laughs> and then the next time something happens like that, that same thing did just doesn't work at all. But something else does. And and I find that when I ask for guidance. I'm guided to what is helpful at that point, and it might be way off from anything. It might just to be just go out and go walking, <laughs> mm. and don't think about this at all. <laughs> it might just be it, it. It could be so different each. But I I try to remember to ask because I I just find that it varies a lot from day to day and time to time. But but we'll always be guided, and and I found that. Sometimes I didn't follow the advice because I thought, oh, that couldn't be right because that isn't in line with <laughs> all these different practices that I'm supposed to be doing and so on and so on.
2: Mm-hmm. But
5: uh, but we really are guided if we're open and and listen, and it just might be something quite simple or quite off of what we usually or for me i'm just saying for me that it, it sometimes is something quite one time i i mentioned this on another call but one time it was to go out to the lake and take my inner tube and float around on it that's all mm-hmm. just float around in the sun that's yeah. it forget all this stuff of i'm trying to be you know we we make this we tend to create to imagine this spiritual self that is so far removed <laughs> from where we're functioning right now, that we do ourselves a disfavor sometimes, and that and yet that spiritual self is flowing through us right now, you know, while we're floating on the inner tube or going for a walk or cooking something, or that, so I'm learn I'm learning that slowly, but learning it. That's really valuable,
2: Kathy. Thank you. Yeah.
6: Because you know we all say in our prayers we use the word ease and grace. Yeah.
2: Often.
6: And and then I find for myself I tend to work. I'm sorry about the background phone. I tend to work so hard that <laughs> I realize my ease and grace to <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> that I end up really not in any kind of ease of being whatsoever. Yeah,
2: yeah.
6: (laughs) I just end up really uptight.
5: Yeah.
6: That was perfect. For sure. And then I just get angry at God. I get angry at the path. I just say, fuck it all. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a glass of wine or something. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't work. When When I try and work it, it Oftentimes doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's like trying to not, what I try to not control,
3: yeah. I'm controlling. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This is Karen. And, Hi, Karen. Uh, Hi, Karen. Hello, everybody. Hello. You all just reminded me of. The one thing that I think works best for me, and that's remembering to laugh and When that phone rang, and we all started to laugh, yeah, of you know, course, a miracle says that uh you know what we all we need to do is is just laugh at any false belief that we can be separate from God and from the selves that we are, and I am mm. as I listen to your voices, uh I grow more <laughs> and more um, cognizant. One of Jay, Jennifer's favorite words, but more cognizant that we really are awakening together, that we're already awake. And one of the things I enjoy the most in my prayer partner calls is laughing and just, just laughing at our human errors, our mistakes, and laughing with the grace and kindness that we would with anybody, any any child who's trying to learn to ride a tricycle or something. I mean, it's just laughing at ourselves, and then I release the density. Yes, yes. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I mean, at one point, if
0: I'm going to wrap Karen up, we were laughing so hard at the fact that at one point during the conference, we both had this (laughs) whatever, ego attack or whatever come over it, and I was like, I think this is all a bunch of bullshit, excuse my language. <laughs> it's like a big, fat lie. And we're all in hope, and we really are, following the sheep over the cliff. And it was just as real as, you know, it appeared to be. And Karen came up with me, and she was like, ah, amen, you know. like <laughs> we just were able to laugh and You know, is how how ridiculous, but how that happens, and and it is funny, and it's going to be a part of it versus freaking out and trying to run to confession, for lack of a better word, and uh, repent.
3: (laughs) Yeah, one of my takeaways from the retreat really was Jennifer referring to false beliefs as uh, her opportunity to say, you know, to put it in her hand and reach it out and say, this bud's for you and just turn it over to the higher Holy Spirit itself, and then just laugh. And yeah. think, how insane is it to keep searching for something that you're absolutely not going to find when you're searching in the wrong place? And, and then uh, Regina added about, you know, hitting her, set, her head with a hammer. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? And I will share a miracle I haven't shared with anyone, including Rich. Uh no I did. That um when we were gone, um, we had an experience with our son and um oh right, we're going the wrong way. Okay. Uh we had an experience with our son where um there was a conversation in which he got upset and he decided to leave and he communicated real effectively just saying he wasn't feeling safe right then. He just wanted to go and take a time out for himself and refocus and so on. Well, I felt really upset about it. Obviously, I felt judgmental, and I wanted to, the, the mother in me, what I think is the mother in me, wanted to become protective. So uh, I played with that for a while and then went to bed, and, of course, I wasn't sleeping because I was replaying past. I am preoccupied with past thoughts over and over until I said, oh, wait. There's a better way. And I simply said, Holy Spirit, take us. And in that instant, I was released from hitting myself in the head with a hammer by thinking that I need to do anything. And (sighs) I had the awareness that everything in that moment was exactly as it was supposed to be. I need to do nothing, and I could release myself from the judgments I was making about everybody involved. And when I did, I went right to sleep. It was like, Whoa. that was <laughs> that was a lovely wonderful miracle. <laughs> experience. Yeah. Giving myself the gift of forgiveness, non-judgment, and really practicing. And I think what I am aware, as I listen to all of you, is that in our awakening together, we feel each other's love, support, And we know that it is already done. And so, in our sharing, we just get to celebrate the awakening that we all are experiencing now, our awakened selves, and uh, laugh and enjoy and support and love and uh, easily share our breakthroughs and our successes and our do overs. And uh, it's such. Wonderful group. I'm so grateful for you guys. (laughs) That's it.
0: Wow. I don't know if this is appropriate or not. I just was curious
5: because there was, did any of you go on the whale watch? Yeah, I know. Allison, Allison posted that.
0: Um, Video, what was that like? How cool was that video, huh? Um, It was awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, being from Colorado, I mean, I know that if you're on the coast, you may see whales and dolphins and all that stuff, but being a mountain girl, for me, it was just surreal and yet it was so natural, too. to be able to see such a suggestion. Huh, that I've never seen her. She didn't have a bunch. Oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute Rich and Karen now.
1: I'm sorry. Um, all right, guys.
0: Uh, it I'm was uh, really. I'm didn't have run- yeah. I think I got it. Nope. Hold on a sec. Okay. Anyway, it was just beautiful. And, and Jennifer said something. That made it even more just cool is that the whales are the record keepers and they keep our divinity, they keep our grace, they help us to remember that we are spirit and that's their mission, which makes such a beautiful sense because they are as big as they are, they are so not threatening. They will come close. I mean, that video, they were like 50 feet away. And Ooh. with their babies, you know? Wow. I mean, it was just such a, such, it represented so much. And literally, they were beautiful. And what they represented was even more beautiful. Yeah. So all, it was it was awe-inspiring. And there was a lot of levity on that group, too. We had a great time, met some people that were not from Mestful Living, but from A Course in Miracles. And that's why I think I learned so much from the whole experience as far as our individual paths, getting to the collective truth. Yeah, yeah. God. So, yes, Kathy, it was amazing. Thank you. Now I'll go into more detail with you when we talk.
5: Yeah, and thanks for sharing your video on the – that was lovely to see.
0: I couldn't wait to put it on there. I couldn't wait for you guys to use part of that. Okay, Rich and Karen, I'm going to unmute you, and then if you're still having talky talk, I will mute you back. I promise I'll be paid. (laughs) (laughs) Don't
2: make me mute you again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
1: wanted I wanted to share something uh, um,
5: John um Jennifer had John Mundy on one of her her um, radio shows on on, court, on uh, Unity FM and he he mentioned um the miracles in Manhattan lectures that he did they're taking one um one chapter of A Course in Miracles text a month and I think they started in 2013 and they're up now to anyway so I've been going and um listening to those they're just so helpful it's a group it's like a class but you you know he'd lecture some and then they ask questions and so on and anyway they were one of them they were talking about the the insanity of our ego separation our sense of that sense of our separated self that gets so wound up in things and i have to say that lately that's about as far as i can get to experience that's that's where i am and that's kind of in my face all the time and i'm kind of kind of Watch that, but I mean that's why I seem to be functioning with all this judgment and so on, and just insanity, and just watching it. And the last few days, it's been so crazy that I it it got to the point I had to laugh at it, because I'd be I'd be driving and I'd somebody be tailing behind me, and I'd think, boy, are they impatient? (laughs) You know, um, right on my tail. And of course, if somebody was slow in front of me, I'd just can't you go faster? You know, it's just like this. Doing this, thing. it's just so such a reflection. And then, and then I pulled up in front of this one store, and there's a place you can kind of park there illegally, because I just wanted to run in and mail a letter. And, and it, so I parked there really quickly illegally and came back and was sitting there for a minute and somebody else came up and did the same thing right beside me and I was mad right now what do you think you're doing parking in this place where I was (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. was sitting there doing the same thing and yet somebody else came and did it and I had this I was irritated and I thought oh it really is insane (laughs) it's just I had to start laughing and watching the antics of how this pattern plays out and it's in just such ridiculous ways and uh and i was able to laugh at it because it was so in my face and so obvious and i just it it's just such a useless yet yet it's like an addiction you know it's just and so it it takes I keep working at it, but the humor, I was able to laugh at the craziness of it, and i that was helpful. But I would recommend those lectures to anybody if you're interested. Some of you might, I mean, some might not, but some of you might enjoy them.
6: Yeah, it's funny you mention it because I, you know, I live in Brooklyn. I'm I'm just a few minutes from the city, and you know, I've been aware. I've I've met him once. I went to a thing that he conducted once, and uh, he's actually a guy that likes to tell jokes as well. Yeah. Um, and I've been aware of the Sundays. He does it one Sunday a month, like you said, and I never really paid attention to it. I had no interest in it, but since I started. Earlier this year, with the workbook, all of a sudden i uh and' <laughs> paying more attention to uh to, to visiting one of these Sundays to you know to let my personal time, so to speak go and and put the time into the into the course for a few hours on a Sunday, yeah.
5: And it's really, you know, it's all different sorts of folks yeah. in the class, and they, I'm sure, yeah. And they ask all the kind of questions we have, and then they're all practicing, like he says, practice, practice, practices, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's a process. We tend to want to walk on water the next day, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's
2: right, a process. true, yeah.
1: Peter, is John Lundy not Beyond Ananda, the laughing Yogi? I don't know. Huh? No,
4: no, he's not. No? No.
1: I didn't, I didn't quite
6: understand. I didn't hear the question, I don't think.
1: There is a there is an individual out there who calls himself beyond Ananda. Ah no, I don't think
6: that's him. That's not. Yeah. You know, God's got the greatest sense of humor in the world because there's not a moment in any of our days where God doesn't go out of our way to throw our triggers right in front of each and every one of us. It's true. Here, take it. Yeah.
2: Try
6: (laughs) try again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's like Boshana said earlier, God does it with love. It's not I mean it's yeah. over it's uncompromising, yet it's gentle. It's yeah. uh, okay, you didn't get it. Let's try again.
2: Yeah.
6: Here you are. Here's the same trigger. Here's that same slow driver in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And
0: it's jealous movie. Um Peter, I've so, I so that has so been my experience of and it's the same thing over and over different faces maybe, different and I finally saw that really not too long ago with this one lesson and I did kinda have to laugh. I'm like, seriously <laughs> like, how many times do you have to see this? And it was um I I did find the humor in it all, even though it was, you know, a bit uncomfortably painful, (laughs) but um, it was kind of hilarious at the same time because it's the same thing over Mm -hmm. again. Yeah.
3: I think the ego is so clever because it just disguises that same lesson over and over again. But, you know, the Course always tells us that there's just one problem, and that's the false belief in separation, and there's one solution, which is knowing oneness. So I think what I've done is uh, in my ego self, I have um, thought that one problem was different than another, but once I, you know, in my contract, one of the things that's very helpful is to be willing to identify the pattern, uh, and then I can release it. But if I'm going along and my ego is just really revved up, I'm going to say, Oh, here's the problem and this is what caused it and this is the one to blame and mm-hmm. I get right on that on that track
2: mm-hmm. unless
3: I'm willing to stop at the moment of identifying and saying, Oh, there's that pattern. Oh, there it is. And this one's for you and uh so I think that's the part that I uh know is awakening. That's that's definitely um something very different than I used to do, which was just get on the narrative and go with it. And um, one of the things that I was wanting to harvest from the retreat and in my life in general is uh, bringing these kinds of conversations out of the closet and into the forum with my friends who are not in Masterful Living and not students of a course. And in fact, this week, (laughs) uh, the... um, uh, two opportunities I had did end up in this kind of a conversation, and it was really fun to talk about mm. that rather than the weather and the politics and what's coming up and what's just been over. I mean, it's it's such a different quality of conversation, and I so enjoy it. And uh, so I'm I'm aspiring to have more of that in my life.
5: And how did you go about that with your friends?
0: Were they I open- didn't
3: do anything. I think, Holy Spirit, I heard my intention and then it just ah. happened.
2: Ah.
3: <laughs> you know, I think when we hold the intention and keep our focus on what we want,
2: yeah. then
3: it manifests.
5: Yeah. And it would manifest in a way that, that's suitable for whatever, the the people and the Whatever. Uh,
3: you can ask Rich. I, I drive him crazy with revising sentences that begin with, what I don't want is, and what I hope won't happen is, I and, <laughs> uh, or I hate it when, and, and being aware that every thought, word, you know, an action is a form of energy and it will manifest. And if I can't change it at the level of thought, I can sure begin by changing at the level of word. And then, when I change it at the level of word, and I see the results, and I experience the miracle, then the thought begins to change. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Before we close, I wanted to acknowledge one more time, Rich and Karen your picture of the u-turn it has been one of the most useful visuals for me in this uh, uh, momentary separation i looked at the relationship and i said well what am i seeing let me hang a Yui here yeah and i have to say like kathy did or was it allison What the frick? Have I learned nothing in forty years? Here
2: it again.
7: (laughs) 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 Well, that's why cars are built with U-turns. The steering capability to make a U-turn. Yeah,
2: doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how
7: many times we do it. It's always there. The possibility to do. We just have the willingness. to You around and make a different choice.
2: Yeah.
3: Now, I'm going to invite any of you who would like to come and live with us for a month and make us walk or talk.
2: (laughs) Oh, are you sure you really want to
3: say that? (laughs) Careful, I haven't been to Utah, but I would like to.
0: Well,
3: we're actually in Oklahoma City, and I don't know that it's on anybody's destination map.
1: Oh, Oklahoma is nice, too. Although maybe it's going to be on Jennifer's, Karen.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. Well, we kind of started a little late just because I could not get that recording synced up. But um, it's 12.33, so we probably should wrap it up. Anybody need to share? Anybody want to share anything before we uh, hang up? I do. Go ahead, Karen.
3: For our next call I have a topic uh and the topic is I am not my body. Uh I I personally had some body stuff this week and I thought okay hmm. I can do this when my body is healthy <laughs> but then when my body yeah. is giving me these other sensations and uh mm-hmm. so uh yeah I would like to spend some time on that and I'll be on the call to do it. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great
0: idea. I do, too.
3: That way we can uh, give it some uh, prayer and thoughtfulness
0: this week. Yeah. I love that. Yeah,
4: that's great.
0: Okay. Um, mm. Would anybody like to pray us out?
1: May I call on Cosby?
0: I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't want to,
4: Cosby, no pressure, man. <laughs> Oh, I'll do it. So let's place our hands over our hearts and take that deep breath of gratitude and thankfulness. We're so grateful and so thankful to be able to come together and to be walking the same path. And we're all so grateful for the humor, that we can see the humor in everything and make things lighter. We're so grateful and thankful that we can offer up all of our thoughts of lack and attack and all those false identifications that no longer serve our life of love up to the higher, holy, spiritual self. And we're all so grateful that we can choose love in each moment, for we know that love is a healer. And love is all that there is. And we're all open to a miraculous healing that can happen right now. And we share our healing in our expansive with everyone, for they are our brothers and sisters, and we are all one. And so it is.
2: And so it is. Amen. Amen. So it is.
5: So it is. amen. Thank you. Mm. Thank
4: you, everyone.
5: Thank you, everybody. And and amen.
2: <laughs> Love, Love you all. Everyone. all right. Have a beautiful a week. <laughs> yep, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye-bye. Bye.
3: bye. bye.